What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to My Hope Center podcast, your place for motivation, hope, and empowerment. Worry cannot change the past. (laughs) It cannot control the future, but it just messes up our present. There may be greater sins than worry, but there are none more debilitating and useless. I'll say that again. There may be greater sins than worry, but there are none more debilitating and useless as worry. Why? Because worrying doesn't create solutions. Worrying doesn't solve any issue. Worrying is like running on an emotional treadmill. You feel like your mind is going, 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 but you're not getting anywhere. The, 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 the challenge with worry is we often worry when we major on minors and we minor on majors. I'm going to just throw this out there. I hope that you're catching it at home. We begin to worry when we major on minors. In other words, we make big problems in our head for small things. How do we know it's small? Because if you really think about it, the thing that you're worrying about, is it really going to matter next week? Is it really going to matter in a month? A lot of the things that we, that we really worry about when you, if you're honest and objective, I know when you're in it, you stuck in that worry. You're like, you, you, you stuck having a pity party and you're worrying and, and, and woe is me and no one understands. So I, I get it when you're in it. Uh, but if you were to take a step back, does that thing really hold weight in a week, a month, a year? So we either worry when we, when we major on minor things or when we minor on majors. Meaning we, 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 we worry when we believe that our God is small, minor, in, in the face of big challenges. So we begin to worry when we minor, we believe our God is small compared to the major issues that we're facing. Here's the thing about worry. What you worry or place your focus on will become your reality. You ever worried and you just notice yourself easily getting frustrated and you're moody and you're feeling overwhelmed? You ever, you ever worry and you have difficulty relaxing and quieting your mind because it's just a lot of noise? When you worry, you, you, you go through low self-esteem. You feel lonely, worthless, depressed. You have low energy. Am I talking to anybody? Is there anybody that's connected that could just, let's keep it real. I've been there and I've done that and I got the t-shirt to prove it. Uh, I've been there. You ever, you ever, you ever been worried like you're not sick but you're so worried you start feeling sick I'm talking about you just wake up with aches and pains for no reason like you do apps you did nothing the day before in quarantine except watch Netflix and eat popcorn and all of a sudden because you've been worrying on tonight you wake up with aches and pains tense muscles chest pain rapid heartbeat insomnia you can't sleep racing thoughts you begin to forget and get disorganized you have an inability to focus you have poor judgment you become pessimistic and you see the negative side to everything I want to speak to that today in the name of Jesus. 
Because I want to let I want to let somebody know that's connected. Our Lord Jesus did not go to the cross. Hey, we're talking about the cross. He did not shed his blood. He did not become the ultimate sacrifice for you to live in that and drown in worry, anxiety, fear, and depression. But I have good news for somebody that's connected on the live. Our Lord and Jesus resurrected for you to live with love, with joy, with peace, with patience, with kindness, with goodness, with faithfulness, with gentleness, and with self-control. I have good news for somebody today. He gave his life so that you would have abundant life. He did not give his life so that you wouldn't be able to sleep at night and you will wake up with pains and you will wake up with worries and you will wake up with anxieties. He gave his life so that so that you can live an abundant life. The challenge is, here's the challenge, and I'm going to just keep it real. I don't have too much time because I know you have to get back to your Netflix series. Um, (laughs) But I just I just want to encourage somebody today because because there are so many believers knowing that that you have the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the paraclete, the advocate, knowing that that Jesus gave gave his life for you and, 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 and you're supposed to be bearing the fruit of the spirit. Galatians chapter 5 but yet you are you are living a life of endless worry and anxiety something is not adding up because either God is real is true and his word is true or he is a liar but my God is true he's real and he's faithful you know there's a there's a great man maybe you heard of him the apostle Paul pretty popular he wrote the majority of the new testament you should really check out his his letters and his books really amazing in the new testament one of the greatest apostles church leaders church planters saw miracles signs wonders healing deliverances raised churches reached so many in his years of ministry but he also went through so much that could have brought him down, that could have made him worry. So I'm glad that in the book of Philippians, we have an honest person. The book of Philippians is one of my favorite books. In fact, I can preach not only a series on the book of Philippians, I can, I can preach a whole year just out of the book of Philippians. It's an incredible book because, because in the book of Philippians, you have, you have verses like Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, where it tells you, be anxious for nothing. <laughs> Well, you have verses in the scripture there where it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Now, now, now you can read that and say, it's easy for you to say, Paul, you have no idea what I'm going through. Can I tell you what the apostle Paul was going through? He was saying, be anxious for nothing when he was awaiting execution, being imprisoned in jail. He was saying rejoice again I say, rejoice in the Lord always. When he was, when he was getting ready to be executed. For his faith. You know, we can often say, it's easy for you to say. We we always say that, right? Because we begin to compare our issues with one another. But let me talk to you. If there was anybody that had uh, 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 some things to worry about, it was the Apostle Paul. (laughs) He He had given his whole life to the Lord. His service, his talents, his knowledge, his energy had given it all for the sake of the gospel. And now he is in prison. Now he's an elderly man. Now some theologians uh, believe that at this point scholars say he was losing his sight. So all of this that he's experiencing and he's saying rejoice. Rejoice. 
So, so I think, I think we, we can take some, some, some good encouragement and some good insight and wisdom in dealing with worry from a man that had a lot of reasons to worry, but yet he didn't. He knew that the way to overcome worry was by three things. There's many, but I just have time for three. The three things are the three C's. If you're taking notes, I want you to write the three C's down. The first thing that Paul realized in order to overcome worry, he needed to be content. I'll break it down. The second thing was confidence to overcome worry. And the third thing was connections. So he had contentment, he had confidence, and he had connections. See, contentment is predicated on being completely present in the present. Let me tell you how worry works. Worry works like you're thinking about tomorrow when tomorrow's not promised. You're worried about what will happen, what can happen, what would happen, but you're not there yet. So what worry does is it takes you from the present and moves you into this altered state of anxiety, thinking about an uncertain future. But contentment is, is not, it's not just simply saying, oh, it is what it is. That's not contentment. True contentment is not just being satisfied and just and just settling with whatever. That's not contentment. But contentment is this. It's saying, you know what? You know what? I, 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 I don't know what tomorrow may bring, but I have the present right now. And I can focus on the uncertain future or I choose to focus on what I have now. The blessings that I have in front of me now. The people that I have in front of me now. The ability that I have to lift my hands now. The ability to see the ability to move. I don't take it for granted. I feel like I'm preaching this thing. I don't know if I'm talking to myself. That's why the book of Philippians chapter 4, let's go Bible now. Philippians chapter 4 verse 11 through 13 says this. This is Paul now talking. He's saying, Philippians chapter 4, if someone here could help me and put that in the chat. Uh, Philippians chapter 4 verse 11 through 13. Now, if you remember growing up and going to Sunday school, you remember one of the first verses that you learned. It was actually Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. You remember, that was one of the first verses you ever learned. You came to church. In fact, people use this verse, uh, not even believers. I'm talking about every, everyone uses this verse. What is it? I can do all things through Christ who or which strengthens me, right? In Spanish, you learned that coming up in Sunday school. Todo lo puedo en Cristo que me fortalece. But we don't often read the context of where that verse came from <laughs> let's get into it it says I am not saying this because I am in need this is the Apostle Paul writing to the Philippian church which was one of one of the churches that helped him in his time of trouble and in need when he was in prison they were in fact the only church that sent him financial support to help him out they sent him a little commissary when he was in jail to help him out because they were grateful for the life of Paul and so they blessed him while he was there out of all the churches that he had helped only this church helped him back but that's a that's a whole nother subject I'm not gonna get into that uh, watch what he says he says I am not saying this because I am in need for I have learned to be content so this is not something that that just came automatically this is not something that we just wake up with, contentment. I understand. This is not an overnight thing. In fact, the apostle Paul said, I have learned. So contentment is something that we have to learn. But here it is. Whatever the circumstances, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. 
<laughs> is there anybody that's known what it's like to have plenty, right? And it says, and I know what it is, what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, well-fed or hungry, whether living with plenty or in want. I can do all things, all things through him who gives me strength. He's saying in any and in every situation and circumstance, I have learned to be content, not focusing on tomorrow, not, not lingering with what has been or what has happened, but I have the present today. In fact, that's what gratitude is. Gratitude says, says you can either choose to, to say, ah, why do I have to be stuck at home? But you can switch your perspective and say, thank God that I have a home to be stuck in. You can say, ah, oh, I have to wake up in the morning to telework. Or you can choose to say, thank God I get to telework. See, gratitude will give you contentment, and that contentment will help you to overcome, to overcome that worry. You can say, ah, look at, uh, look at the car that I have, but how about thank God for what I have? Ah, oh, these kids are driving me crazy. Hey, I'm, I, I'm speaking out of my own testimony. Or you can say, thank God that I have kids to, to, to drive me up a wall right now, because one day I'm going to wish I had little ones to still bother me and mess with me and ask me for everything. When they're grown and when they're adults, I'm going to wish I had, I, I still would be quarantined with them. Yes. Am I talking to anybody? See, it, it, you, can, you can choose to complain, moan, and groan, and grumble, and mumble, and whatever synonym with complaining, but it would do absolutely nothing. But when you switch your perspective and say, you know what, we may not be where we want to be right now. We may be going through this pandemic, but thank God that we believe in a God that is a restorer. Thank God that we believe in a God that gives us hope in the midst of hopeless times. Thank God that we have Jesus in the, I wish I had somebody. Is there anybody grateful for Jesus that say, thank God I'm saved in the midst of these times? Ah, yeah, yeah. So this is not just a, a theoretical, uh, mystical thing. This is a very practical thing. You choose your language. You choose your speech. You choose the report to believe in. Contentment brings, brings gratitude, and gratitude will strengthen you to overcome worry. The second thing that Paul had was confidence. Someone type on the chat, confidence. <laughs> Confidence comes by trusting in God regardless of circumstances. Confidence comes by trusting God regardless of circumstances. Here's what happens, and this is why people are falling into worry. Because people have placed their confidence or trust in, in things that have shakable and movable foundations. So there's been a lot of people that have placed their confidence or their trust in power in possessions, in promotions, and in pleasures. You ever done a trust fall? Yeah. <laughs> you ever done a trust fall, YouTube, Facebook family? A trust fall is when either you stand on a chair or some sort of elevated, elevated uh, platform, and it's an exercise for team building. <laughs> 
And what you do is, is you have a person that's elevated and then you have people behind, whether it's a single person or several people. The trust fall is, is, is you close your eyes and simply just lay back and trust that the people are going to pick you up. <laughs> See, trust is total abandonment and confidence that the people behind me will catch me. So that is what true trust is. And that is the trust that the Lord Jesus wants us to have in him. Because here's the thing. Imagine in these days, just imagine, right? A lot of people are struggling with worry because their trust fall was on power, possessions, promotions, and pleasure. So I'll take your sports. I'll take your jobs. I'll take, I'll take uh, 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 going out, getting lit, partying. I'll take your likes on social media. So now what do you have to fall back on? Look at what the Lord Jesus, uh, 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 look at what Paul said about the Lord Jesus in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. Am I talking good to anybody? All right. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, it says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will, okay, let me go back. Let me, Philippians 1 6, being confident of this, that he who begun a good work in you will carry it unto completion until the day of Jesus Christ. <laughs> My confidence, people of God, although power, possessions, promotions, and pleasures, they're not bad things. But these things are given by people. So if it's anything that's given from and by people at any moment, they can take it away. But I want to encourage someone that's connected on this line. I want to let you know that when you trust in the Lord Jesus, the joy that he gives, no one can take it away. The love, the grace, the mercy, and the strength that he gives, nothing and no one can take it away. Because God is not like man. He is greater. So, so confidence comes with having a reliable, a, a reliable source on which I can lean on. <laughs> Confidence comes uh, when you look out and you see the troubles of the world. Confidence is saying, but my God is with me. Confidence is saying, I know this may not, this, this trial is not easy. I know I've had to cry, but I know that my God is with me. And, and somehow, some way, he will make a way where there seems that there is no way. I, I, confidence is saying, I know what it looks like, but my faith tells me that I can keep, I can keep holding on to, pr to, my, to my prayers, my hope, and my salvation in the midst of these times. That's true confidence. And that's what the apostle Paul had. Because he said, my confidence is this. He who began a good work will complete it until the day of the Lord Jesus. Can I tell you that God is not like us in the sense that we start many things that we don't finish. <laughs> we start many things that we don't finish. But God is not like us. He says, if he began the work in you, he will complete it. Where should your confidence come from? The confidence should come in this, that God is not through with you yet. He's not through with your family. He's not through with your business. He's not through with your children. He's not through with your spiritual walk. He's not through with your ministry. And if he began a good work, he will complete the work that he begun in the Lord Jesus. Ah, uh, you've never seen God begin anything that he didn't finish. 
there's no place in scripture, there is no place in the word that, 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 that we see God starting something and he did not complete it. He'll complete the work. Someone say confidence. The third thing that Paul had was connections. Look at what Philippians chapter 1 verse 7 says. My God, I'm feeling this thing. I don't know if you're feeling this at home. I don't know if you're receiving, but let me know on the chat if you're receiving this word. Because I'm feeling this, my, I'm feeling this thing in my spirit. Philippians chapter 1 verse 7. Here he is writing to the Philippian church. This is one of the places where we see Paul vulnerable and opening his heart and expressing his affection towards people. This man had seen, done so many things, had advanced the kingdom of God, but in his time of need, he was reaching out to people and letting them know how much he appreciated them. He valued them. How do I know this? Let's go to scripture. It says, it is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending or confirming the gospel, all of you sharing God's grace with me. And God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Can I help somebody today who's struggling with worry? Perhaps you're worrying today because you're trying to figure it out all by yourself. You're crying and you're shedding tears, but as soon as you see somebody come in the room, you start wiping it because you're trying to be strong for everybody. But can I help somebody with worry today? I, I know that God will send, if he hasn't sent, divine connections your way to let you know whatever it is that you're going through, you are not alone in that situation you can I just help somebody you don't have to be strong for everybody all the time it's okay to ask for help it's okay to ask for prayers it's okay to be in a circumstance where you're vulnerable God, I'm, I'm speaking prophetically that in this season God will send divine connections your way in this season God is sending hope center your way to let you know that whatever it is that you're worried about even if we're not able to tangibly tangibly figure your situation out you have a family that's thinking of you we are praying for you we are standing with you we are also we are also grieving with you we are also crying with you and for those who have testimonies we are also rejoicing with you we are connected with one another I'm feeling this thing. Baby, you don't have to be strong all the time. It's okay to say, can you help me? Can you pray for me? I can't handle this anymore. It's too heavy on my mind. That's why we have each other. That's why we're united. And we have the greatest help on earth. That is the Lord Jesus that we can call on at any hour of the day. Connections is what he had thank God for divine connections thank God that I have you thank God that we have each other contentment confidence and connections you don't have to maybe you already tuned me out because you're probably saying you know what pastor now nah, you just you just don't get it 
All right. I understand. But I want to help somebody today and just maybe perhaps I've been praying. Perhaps I can shift your perspective with the help of the Holy Spirit. You can choose to look at your mountain and speak to that mountain and, and tell your mountain your obstacle of how big and great it is and how you'll never be able to overcome that mountain and how, how you, there's no way you're going to make it through. You can choose every day to look at that mountain, speak to it, coddle with it, cuddle with it, and be friends with that mountain. Or you can choose to speak to the mountain and tell that great big mountain how, how much greater your God is. Global statistics shows that if one has a roof over his head and a meal on his table, he is richer than the majority of the world. You may be saying, but look at my roof. Look at my, look at my frozen dinner. But even with that, you are richer than the majority of the world. If a person wears a pair of shoes, he is richer than the majority of the world. Just a pair of shoes, but you're complaining, but I don't have this, but I don't have that, but I'm lacking. Look at what that person is doing. Look at, look at what this person is achieving. Look at, what the, look at what I don't have. That's what, that's what causes worry. When you're worried about what others have and you're comparing yourself to it and you're, and you're saying, but this person is doing well. Look at, look at me. Woe is me. And that's what brings worry. But if you shift your perspective. The credit card debt average per household is insane. But yet we've, we're discontented. We say, I need more. Contentment, confidence, and connections. You are not alone. The Lord Jesus came to this earth, became the ultimate sacrifice. Suffered on a cross. Hey, beyond the cross. So what's beyond the cross? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be following anything if there weren't any benefits at all. Can we keep it real? I wouldn't live my life and give my life to something that had absolutely no benefits. <laughs> you could choose to buy and live for things that don't have any benefits. But I want to encourage somebody and let you know. That what is, what is there beyond the cross? There's love. Yes. There's peace. Yes. There's patience. There's goodness. There's faithfulness. There's gentleness. Yes. There's self-control. There's hope yes. in the midst of hopeless times. Yes. And it only comes through the Lord Jesus. Yes. I feel a mighty anointing right now. And I want to pray. I want to pray for somebody right there where you are. If I've been speaking to you. I want you to stretch your hands. And there's nothing that's going to hold me back for praying. I may, listen, I may not lay hands on you, but I'm going to lay hands on this screen and on this camera. <laughs> Somehow, some way, we're going to connect. Yes. <laughs> Come on, let's do this by faith right there where you are. Father, in the name, let's pray, family, in the name of Jesus. My family is here, and we are also praying in this moment. Whoever is battling worry, whoever is battling anxiety, Whoever is battling depression, 
I come against those thoughts that are trying to bring the people of God down. I come against every thought that is trying to paralyze the people of God. I come right now and, 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 we, and we agree with one another. We unite one another in prayer. And I come against those thoughts that are keeping the people of God up at night. I come against you by the power of the word and in the name of Jesus. And I speak to every mind. I speak to every heart. I speak to the emotions of those who are connected. And I release now by faith in the name of Jesus the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. I speak the joy of the Lord which is your strength. I call forth angels right now to visit you. My God. I call forth angels right now in the name of Jesus to visit your family, to visit your household, to visit your living room, to visit every individual right now. I come against that worry. I bind it and I arrest it in the name of Jesus and we call forth the peace of God. We call forth the love of God, we call forth the strength and the, and, the, and, the, and the peace of the Holy Spirit to come now over your people in Jesus' mighty name. Ay, 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 ay. Father, I thank you. Father, I give you glory. Somebody is getting their breakthrough right now. I, I, I know it in my spirit. I know it in my spirit. Someone is getting their breakthrough right now. Just receive it by faith right there where you are. Father, break those chains of bondage. Father, break those chains of worry. Father, break those strongholds of worry, of anxiety, of depression. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we bind that power of worry. We arrest it and rebuke it right now. And we call forth the peace, the love, the strength, the joy of the Lord Jesus right now, right now, right now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for victory. We thank you for the shed blood of Jesus. We thank you, God, that you have given us abundant life. We thank you, Father, that you give us contentment through your word, through your presence, through the blood of Jesus. You give us confidence today. Father, lift that person's head right now. That person all this week, I've seen you just with your head down, but I call forth your head, I call for your head to be lifted right now in the name of Jesus. I call forth that mountain to bow down to the power of the Lord Jesus right now. Father, I thank you right now that every thought of worry has to bow down to the name of Jesus. I thank you for the connection that we have with one another. I thank you, Father, that there is no barrier to your presence. I thank you that we can connect and God lift your people up as we pray, connected and united with one another. Heal, Father, the wounds right now. Those who have lost, those who are grieving, those who feel helpless, those who need answers, those who are confused. Father, right now, where we're limited and don't have answers, Father, I know that your Holy Spirit can reach every heart. Hi, my God, I feel your glory. Once again, thanks so much for tuning into today's message. I pray that it was a blessing to you. I'm so glad that you were able to hear today's message, but can I tell you there's nothing like the live experience. Would you join us on a Sunday afternoon at 1.30? We meet at Greenbelt Middle, 6301 Breezewood Drive in Greenbelt, Maryland. And so I want you to be there. I want you to get connected. You can find out more information on our social media at My Hope Center on every platform. And also, you can check out more information at myhopecenter.org. I hope to see you soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.